Hey, and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Daffs. And we are here unscripted and raw. That is right, Rick. And uh, this week, we are doing what, Daffs? We are talking about Star Trek, one of our favorite subjects. Well, specifically, I think, Next Generation. Yes, Next Generation, to yeah. be precise. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, we already know who the strongest is. Yeah, well, we've, we've done Star Trek Fight Club. Yeah, which you can find, by the way, up on uh, YouTube. We excluded Q and Data because uh, and reasons. Other, other reasons, <laughs> yeah. I think there was a couple other people we excluded, too. Yeah. I think Kasha we ended up Yar. with Spock being the champion. Yeah, Spock won. Yeah. Although, had the seeds been differently, <laughs> different conferences, it might have gone... It might have gone differently. might have gone differently. Yeah, we. Def- I think it was Worf v. Spock for championship. He doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. But uh, it was a fun ride if you want to go back and re-listen to it. But this week, what are we talking about, Daphs? Because this is your idea, and it's. I think it's pretty awesome. This awesome came one. to me last night. Um, and I literally was like, I'll remember it. And then I fell asleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, nope, I won't remember it. <laughs> so I wrote it down. This is the Star Trek Night Shift, or B-Team, if you will. The A-Team and the B-Team. Because you can imagine that you're in space, there is no night and day. But you can't just have people work nonstop, except maybe like Data. But even he has off hours. They just yeah. are nice and give it Which to him. Which he uses to like do research. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is the Hermione of Star Trek characters. That's true. This is more time for homework. What, uh, what rank do you think Hermione would get to if she was a Star Trek character? Oh, she'd be like number number one. You think she'd be a commander? She would be. She'd be in the on the fast track to be captain. Yeah. She'd uh, she'd probably only be in a command of a ship for a short time though, and then go straight to admiral. Yeah, is my guess. She doesn't. Harry would be a captain. Yeah, she wouldn't really be an out there kind of. She'd be like administrative uh, admiral. I feel like she's she's too <laughs> rule followy. Yeah, and like she would obey the prime directive. Just so much to the letter of the law that you wouldn't have the fun nothing, adventures. Nothing would get done. <laughs> this is how your performance would re- review would go. It'd be like, you know, you did everything exactly right. She's like, wonderful. I'm like, yeah, but let's say this were like a TV show. I don't think anyone would watch it. <laughs> so you're fired. We kind of need a gunslinger. You know what I mean? A maverick. <laughs> yeah, you need a Kirk. <laughs> well, they'd be like, oh, we discovered this new species. She's like, it's off of our course. I'm afraid uh, we can't go there. Nope. They're like, but nobody's ever discovered this before. It could need lead to just fantastic discoveries that could change all of uh, civilization. Uh, no, it's not on our way. We have to go. She's like, we're gonna ping that for the next vessel coming through this quadrant. <laughs> then, like, some other person gets super famous, right? <laughs> like, the crew's all bitter and angry. <laughs> you betrayed us. Um, that, oh, that brings me to another question, though. Mm-hmm. Before we get started on this topic, so don't have any money in Star Trek. No. Like, apparently, human civilization is like outgrown money, which I don't understand. So, like, what motivation do you have to do a good job? Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, we just seek to better ourselves. What if my, like, seeking to better myself is just to, like, lay around all day and, like, do the bare minimum and that's what I like to do? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like somewhere along the line. They're just, like, silent judging. Yeah. Or <laughs> somewhere along the line, they just, like, space 
the like the weakest link is out, out an airlock. <laughs> and you're just like, what? What happened to Travis? He didn't really do anything at all ever. So you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be on time for work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the worst that can happen is what they put. But that's the other thing is like, if they're not paying you, how can they like keep you like? <laughs> they're like, you're gonna lose your commission, or we're gonna court martial you. I'm like, I'm not getting paid. Yeah. So what's the like? <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna put me in the brig? Okay, I'll eat random atomized particles just like the rest of you, except <laughs> you make mine taste worse. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. None of this is real. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> here's the okay. So here's my question. Uh, when I first thought of this, you know, night shift in a hospital. Yeah, it's a lot more lax. Yeah. Well, it can be. Um. Yeah, it can be. Well, when, crap can go really badly, and you have nobody to help you. Exactly. But when, <laughs> but generally, like things are a little bit more lax. Like people are more likely to be eating some food on the job, or you know, texting or doing whatever. Because honestly, if things are going well, there's nothing else for you to do. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense because like all the all the like stuff has already been done during the day i would guess it would be very similar with star trek like all of the like maintenance or like the training drills or like whatever scans or something they were gonna do probably did them all for the most part you're just running diagnostics yeah and like scanning the area for vacuuming that carpet on the brig who thought carpet on the brig was a good idea by the way Or in the, or in the main bridge, yeah. There's you, like carpeting everywhere. You never you never see like the janitor, but that's clearly someone's job, or it's a, a robot's job. But you never see that robot. Yeah, they don't seem to have robots. That really. th- I bet you that happens during night shift. There's They're just these like robots that come out of the yeah. sky and are like cleaning. You, you just see this like uh, Admiral Adama like <laughs> dude because Admiral Adama in. Um, Palestar Galactica he's always eating like cup of noodles yeah which I love just like while he's working I imagine there's some guy sitting in the captain's chair eating a couple of noodles and he's oh it's lift his feet as a, a robot goes underneath and vacuums I like to think that too but like yeah so he's sitting in Picard's chair with his like feet up and I like to I like to picture them also like being like uh hey uh what movies do we have <laughs> like using that big big screen projector to watch movies while they're like because they don't need the viewer no the viewer is totally unnecessary because they have sensors for that yeah so like technically if they don't i mean they don't need to be doing that so like they could just be like watching like sports from earth like like broadcast sports i just while, ima- they're, while they're cruising around i just imagine the night crew has like their own inside jokes and their own like relationships they have like casual fridays and so like randomly every once every, every once in a <laughs> they're while all wearing hawaiian shirts yeah, picard will like come in and like there'll be like a grass skirt and like tiki uh you know uh mugs and i'll be like what the hell guys sorry sorry we're we're, we're wrapping up like <laughs> like, I imagine that they get into such weird, silly hijinks, but they're clearly not in charge because we know that Picard is in charge. And then you have number one. <laughs> well, you see him come onto the bridge and you, as you pointed out, like be like status report or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. He only should be in his ready room or the bridge if he's working, right? Or just, yeah, at home. At, at home, probably he's off time. But how often do we see an episode start 
with him taking the turbo lift, walking out and going, status report, Mr. Data. And, yeah. you know, Data's like, uh, we, it's a, two Romulan warships just uncloaked. And you're like, that's, there was some guy having a heart attack being like, oh shit, uh, 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 um, red alert and, um, and shields up. I'm not allowed to do anything else. I can't shoot. They'll kill me. Well, what if he does though? What if like, what if... What if, uh, like, by some weird happenstance, somebody like Wesley Crusher ends up in charge, and, like, the rest of the crew won't be there for, like, five minutes, and they just get fired on, and he's like, uh, return fire! He just, like, blows up, like, some alien ship. (laughs) Like, what happened? Well, I just killed about 500 people on that other vessel, sir. (laughs) They're firing at us. Captain Crusher, what do we do? He's like, uh, evasive action, Omega, Omega, Omega. And they're like, what's what's that ship do? It's just doing barrel rolls. <laughs> Everybody's like, inertial daveners can't keep up. People are getting sick in the turbo lift. <laughs> Who left Crusher in charge? Shut up, Wesley. Data was like, I was on a bathroom break. You don't even eat food. Yeah, right. Well, I think Data does it just because he wants to be in charge every once in a while. Yeah, uh, I think Troy does it as well. Like every once in a while, you'll see her like take a bridge shift. So it almost seems like you could just volunteer to do it. It's like it's like how you have to work, you know, forty hours a week, but then in your contract, it's like, and you have to work every third weekend. And yeah, you're like, ah, oh, every crap. third night or something. Yeah, but that would be really mess up your sleep schedule. Oh, I mean, they have to be messed up because there's no way that you are syncing your your normal everyday humanoid sleep schedule to like every other alien ambassadors like yeah well there's a different things where they come across like time uh, points where it's like sync your chronometer to this yeah but then like it could be that like Picard has to like readapt his sleep schedule so he can go to some meeting and he's just like ha- like that's probably why you see him a lot of times not being able to sleep <laughs> It's, it's probably it, why he's bald also. He's just aging terribly. He's only 35. <laughs> it's just constant hypersprays or, or whatever right. of, uh, of amphetamines and melatonin. <laughs> just uppers and downers, uppers and downers. He's just blitzkrieging his way across space. <laughs> what about the poor children? Because they have children on board. Yeah. Those poor kids, they're probably stunted. Their growth is probably terrible because they're... Their sleep schedules are all weird. What must it be like, though, to be like, oh, so what does your dad do? Oh, he's in a night shift. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right. Like, it's like a it's loser. Like second class citizen. So here's the way I figure night shift goes. Like, there's two two main things. Like, I figure it either goes one way where it's the super lax guy who's like, you know, those uh, those night shift nurses or doctors who, like, basically they take night shift because they don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And, like, they don't like all the, like, uptight nurses who are on day shifts. So yeah. they just want to, like, do their own thing, like, take care of stuff and not, like, freak out. Or it's the complete opposite, where it's this guy who's, like, got a power trip going, who desperately, desperately wants power. And he's, like, I'll move to night shift and take over. And he's, like, got them all, like, running drills, like, in the middle of the night and (laughs) driving them all insane. They're like, oh, uh, there's a subspace distortion coming up in 300 clicks on our right. We should uh, adjust port side by four degrees to avoid it. He's like, no. Stay the course. 
but this might knock out power to the entire ship. Did I stutter? <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to risk it. <laughs> Did I tell you? I gave you an order. <laughs> he's like got the smallest amount of power ever, but he's using it. So you know, at the beginning of that show, they have a blind guy, Jordy, and then a kid driving the ship. Yeah. Those are their main two people. Yeah. Why is that? Although Jordy can actually see more than anybody else can, which is super cool. Yeah, but he can't see, like, he sees all weird. Yeah. Like, he gets used to it, though. But I guess. But yeah, that one, that one um, scene where... He, his vision is like uses this projection scan I'm like Jordy, this is what you see all the time and he's like yeah my body's learned to adapt and process it <laughs> and it's like infrared and stuff yeah well that's the other thing that's really weird uh that i was thinking about too is like so if they are having like luau's or whatever like potlucks on the bridge and then something bad happens and, like picard comes up there's like streamers everywhere like in the middle of an emergency <laughs> He's like, what is all this? Like, it's Hank's 42nd birthday. Who's Hank? Dude, he's standing right there. Man. Come on. <laughs> hey, he's hey. worked here for 30 years. Hank just has like a grass skirt over his like uniform onesie and has a cake in his hand. And he's like, hey, oh. hey Captain. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, uh, Hank. Yes. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, um, second Lieutenant. Johnson. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So we know Picard's in charge, then number one, and then Data is number two. Yeah. Then and I, then where does it go? I think it's Worf. I think it is. I think it's Worf next, and then Jordy. So whoever is... And then Dr. Is... Crusher, I think, is like the last person, because she's like a medical person. Yeah, isn't there somewhere? And I know that she can take over if yeah. she thinks that he's... If Captain Picard is unfit for duty, because that happened one out. time. <laughs> What if, okay, but here's the other thing. <laughs> what if the night shift uh, doctor does that to somebody? <laughs> You're unfit for command. Like, just like, <laughs> tells Data he can't work anymore. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Dr. Crusher with this. I'm going over your head. Well, that's the thing. Like, they keep reinventing Star Trek. And they keep changing timelines and prequels and postquills and all these things. But all you got to do is just take Next Generation. You already have the, the studio still, I'm sure, somewhere. Like, do that. But just do Star Trek B-Team. Because you know they're not <laughs> the going on the main, you know, really cool away missions. It should be called, like, Star Trek, uh, like... 1700 or whatever because that's military time for yeah. five <laughs> that's when they take over zero dark 30 yeah. star trek or something like that yeah and it's like got cameos of picard as an old man and he's like geez i'm tired <laughs> right. i've been on this ship for freaking 40 years <laughs> but yeah the, the away missions i mean they'd still be kind of cool but they'd be like the safe away missions more like yeah someone needs to go down and check that out we'll send the night <laughs> just crew. the it's most fine. boring missions of all it's like when you have to porter a patient down into like another part of the hospital at like 1 a.m there's just no one around that's true because they're not gonna send because a lot of times they send Riker, but they're not gonna send him for every mission no like they're not gonna just make him go down to like just talk to some random person yeah no, there's totally some schlub who's just down there, and they're like, I want to talk to your manager. Like, one, uh, he's on the ship. Two, he's sleeping. Three, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just here to check out your power converters. I or, like, I'm here to pick up a shipment yeah. of, like, 
I don't know, anti-matter, <laughs> right? For, like, just sign the form, okay? <laughs> just sign the freaking form. <laughs> Knocks off for drinking one shift, goes to a cantina. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> He's like, it was uh, it was happy hour on the planet. <laughs> you know, you know who would know everybody? Who would be Guinan? Because she works the bar, yeah, right? She like works in the, the bar. middle of the night, and people like, can't sleep to come in, and she's like, can't sleep. That's like her number one like go to line. But during lunch, that would just be like, hey, want to go to lunch? Yeah, let's go to there. And Guinan knows all their names. Like, oh, he just had a kid, didn't you? Yeah. She knows all the gossip, right? Like that would be that would be freaking Do you hilarious. Think that they, Picard ever like demoted somebody to night shift, where he's like, number one, you really screwed that up. You're gonna be pulling night shift for the next week. <laughs> well, and and I imagine that like I mean, we all know that like people who work night shift are different than people who work day shift. Different personalities, sometimes a lot more fun, more laid back, whatever. But can you or imagine? Surly. Yeah, can you imagine if Q shows up and is like, what if Q has has adventures with the night captain? And they get along great. Like, they're, like, best buds. And that's why Q keeps showing up all the time. Like, oh, sorry. I, you guys are on the... You're yeah, probably Picard. right, though. There probably is, like, a lieutenant commander or something that you never see. Like There has to be. Like, Lieutenant Commander Jones and him, he's just, like, going around. Because, like, you could say... Star Trek Night Shift. Could, I would watch that show. You it could would say be. it's autopilot. But there's so many things that go wrong. And he's always looking for a status update, which means somebody is there. There has to be somebody in charge. I just imagine them, like, down in engineering. And they're like, like, I'm telling you, you can't replicate an entire uh, potted ham or, like, an entire, uh, like, Thanksgiving turkey meal. He's like, yes, I can. Just watch this. And he, like, is, like, (laughs) he's, like, jury-rigging it, like, up to, like the warp core to like give it more power <laughs> it blows out the entirety of the right. like the power or whatever <laughs> Riker just comes back so why did we have to eject the warp drive <laughs> um there was an overload in the replicator conduit this is the second time this week literally this week well, sir, do we really have weeks? We have international space weeks. <laughs> we have we have days. That's true. Like if you're in space, like are you are they on a twenty four hour clock or what? When there's no up and down. The other thing about that show that's totally unrealistic is that ship would be almost completely filled with like twenty something year old kids. Oh yeah. And then like Captain Picard and yeah. like a few older guys. Yeah. But like you constantly see guys who are like in their thirties and forties who like haven't gone anywhere or done anything with their lives. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, they're all like, oh, this is the most prestigious ship in the entire fleet. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Then why are you a 45-year-old <laughs> lieutenant? Yeah, like, what? Were you the best of the worst people? Yeah, <laughs> like, there's like no young hotshots or anything on no. the show. There's no, there's no guys that just... Sh- <laughs> there's Yeah, there's no like... Um, I don't know, JD from Scrubs. Right. You know, he's like, I mean, as goofy as he is, he's like a hotshot young doctor. Yeah. You know, like, like Reginald Barkley is the best man they have. I love Reg. Reg is, Reg is exactly who would be in charge of Night Shift. <laughs> He'd be all nervous and stuttering. Yeah. Uh, it's so much power. 
<laughs> he like, sits down in the chair wrong, arming phasers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Do you think when Picard leaves the shit, the the bridge, he's like, activate, uh, like whatever protocol, <laughs> training wheels protocol, yeah. or night shift protocol, where it's like you only have access to like fifty percent of the functions. <laughs> You yeah. can't do, like, half of the things. Long-range scans are at maximum just to make sure nothing comes your way without you realizing it. Yeah, you're diverting all power to the shields and sensors. The most you can do is warp three. <laughs> There's a regulator on the warp core. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about... Yeah, you probably... They're probably... Well, what if... Okay, and this is completely... What if, like... They have to, like, self-destruct the ship, you know? But, like, almost everybody's dead. You know, but it goes down... It's like, can Wesley Crusher activate the auto-destruct? Like, I think if it's down to him? I think it would have to. I think it has to be able to read who is still left alive, and then goes down the power thing, and it's like, it's the only one in the whole crew that you're left, unless you're gonna wake up the night captain. <laughs> the night captain. Yeah. Was, it somehow comes down to Wesley Crusher as the ranking officer. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> I'd watch a show that was just Wesley Crusher, like, in charge of, like, a small, crappy ship. <laughs> Star Trek Away Missions. It's just a bunch of one-offs the just whole time. Terrible Away Missions. Just some guys, like, stuck going on. Yeah. Dude, I'd watch that show. Which I would totally watch Star Trek Away Missions. Where it's just, like, re- really terrible things keep happening to this one guy. He's, like, the one guy that has to go get, uh... Like, he used to go get all these poisonous plants <laughs> or something like that for Dr. Crusher's experiments or spores or, like, some crazed wild animal that they're reintroducing back into its <laughs> into its native habitat. Oh. And you know, I mean, see, with Night Shift, you can have hijinks. Like, you, you totally can. I've been on floors before where people have had hand sanitizer fights where you pour hand sanitizer in your hand and then you, like, fling your hand in their direction. It goes, and, like, hits them and slaps and then, it you know, eventually uh, disintegrates or uh, evaporates. But there's got to be, like, pranks where they, like, trap somebody in a turbo lift. And he's like, guys, <laughs> let me out. stop. Yeah. <laughs> do you notice how easy it is for them to just do emergency stops? Or at least they're constantly doing, like, emergency stop in the turbo lift. I've been afraid to do that in normal elevators. I don't hit the stop button. What if they get stuck? Or just why would you need to do that? But apparently they feel the need frequently to do emergency stops so they can have serious conversations. Yeah. Like, that's their, like, that's their, like, spot where they talk about rumors or whatever. Yeah. Well, also, I don't understand this either. So... They have the ability to transport from level to level in the ship. We know this. But they don't use it. Maybe it costs too much power. So they use a turbo lift instead, right? Yeah. But that has problems with it at least twice a season. (laughs) They don't have stairs. That's the weird thing, too. Their very next thing is, like, the Jeffrey tubes (laughs) and, like, the, the ladder that goes up, like, 38 floors. That's true. Why don't you have regular old-fashioned stairs or slides or something? That's like, come true. On. That's true because they. It's either like we get around and like we're in absolute style and comfort, like cruise ship level. Yeah. Or, like the whole ship is effed and we have to crawl around in tubes and randomly there's like force fields or like lasers inside of there. Right. 
it's just it's like just we have bizarre. to like we have to like redo this thing so that we can uh, get through this part of the ship. Or you could just take the elevator. Yeah. And they don't go outside. I would also watch a show that was just about the overzealous head of security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worf comes on. He's like, there's like seven people in the brig. He's like, what happened? <laughs> Justice. <laughs> I, I, could, I could totally imagine. This is what you and I would do, for sure. Is we would sneak into someone's quarters, right? Hypospray them, which may or may not be drugging and you know kidnapping, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then you you put them in the hollow deck and have the hollow deck be their room, and you just have them in a hollow deck, but go about their normal work day. But it's just the worst work day ever. <laughs> it's like it's like the you know twelfth uh, lieutenant you know Johnson, and like. In this day, it starts off pretty normal, but all of a sudden, oh no, the captain's been captured. And then Riker. And then it comes down to him, and he's steering the ship. And like the Borg are there, the crystalline entity. And at one point, he goes, okay, okay, enough, guys. Computer stop program. Or he finally or, figures see, it I out. I think it's more likely that what they do is they put him in there. And then, like, he gets called up to the captain's office, and he gets chewed out for something. And then he gets told he has to, like, go, like, scrub the floor with, like, a toothbrush. And then, like, and then, like, something breaks that's really tedious, and he has to fix it. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes home to his bed, and it's like, ending program. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no! Just in time for work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he worked an entire day in the, in the holodeck. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I I would watch a full show that is just the other side of Star Trek. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to have any of the. There's any... probably some like clubs in there. Yeah, there's probably like band like rock bands and stuff to play. There's no like. Well, that's the thing. There's so many concerts. Yeah, there's concerts. They're in only every listening to like season. they only listen to classical music. But as we discovered on the newest Star Treks with Kirk, the reboot. Uh, what they consider classical music is actually like the Beastie Boys. Yeah, and you know there's some angry, uh, angry um, Klingon rage metal, right? <laughs> For sure, dude. Worf probably listens to like System of a Down and Einstein yeah. right. in his room <laughs> while he's doing his workouts. I feel like this is such a huge wasted opportunity. They've had some really good episodes about offshoot characters like Reggie and stuff like that, but I feel like you could have a whole series and people would just take to it. Just Star Trek the Night Shift. Yeah. Just random characters. Just filled with like the- petty away <laughs> missions that are just crummy. You have to go pick some guy up, he's rude. One of the characters is like the uh like the club owner. <laughs> You need like a seedy war uh, quark like character. Yeah. The other thing that's weird about that show is that a lot of what happens is like based off of like racial stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So like if you are a Ferengi, you're incredibly greedy. Like there's no exceptions really. Yeah. You are just a terrible person. Yeah. If you are a Klingon, your first response to any problem is violence. Mm-hmm. Like, how would a society like that evolve to the point where they're doing inner, like, space travel, like, uh, galactic space travel? Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't. 
If your society is built around killing people for the slightest offense. Yeah, and unless you just assume that your neighbors are on other planets, and then you want to go fight them instead. I guess. Well, there's some episode where they make reference to, like, I'm a Klingon scientist, and, like, people make fun of me. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah. Like, how do you have giant ships that travel through space if there's no scientists? <laughs> right? <laughs> they have to, they're just like the Ironborn. They steal all their technology from other people. How do you guys have clothes? We killed people and stole them. Wait, so at one point there was a naked battle? It was shirts versus skins? Is that what you're telling me? right? Where'd you get your weapons? We stole them. Wait, so you had a shirts versus skins hand-to-hand versus swords battle? Oh my god. Why is that not in the books, George R. Martin? Yeah, right. <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> Well, you know that there are people who have committed themselves to doing that in video game form. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who've decided to, like, play Skyrim, but, like, never pursue their dreams of, like, leaving the small town that they were born in. <laughs> Basically, they're like, it was a mistake. I, like, really, like, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was just trying to go here. And then they, like, go back to where they live yeah. and, like, just live in the small, like, mill town. And, like, their character will not do anything but chop wood. It reminds me of... Go du- buy food. It reminds me of Dwight when he plays Second Life. It's the exact same life as He's him. He's also a paper salesman. Except he can fly. Except for he can fly. The only difference. Well, I guess I guess that wraps that up. That pretty much wraps it up. I, I want it to exist so bad now. We should write that script. We should. Okay, we I'm should. of the opinion that every show is made better with Richard Simmons in it. So Richard Simmons is the night shift captain. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Let's get excited. Like, he'd be like, it's night shift. And, like, he, he would be like, start, uh, start, Lieutenant Commander Simmons, night shift mix one. <laughs> and it would like be like heavy dance music. <laughs> okay. And turn and pump. And, <laughs> and and do a sensor sweep. <laughs> right? They're all just like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, you either have to be like just totally coked up out of your mind to keep up and you really love night shift. <laughs> Or you're just like, this is the worst punishment ever. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. So, like, you'd have, like... <laughs> yeah, Richard Simmons actually would be a great character to be the Night Shift Commander. Because there'd be, like, lots of people that did not dig it. But there'd be, like, one or two that were, like, way too into it. Yeah. Like, too gung-ho. Yeah. You'd almost want it, if you were going to do a TV show, though, you'd want it to be, like, a Frank Burns from, like, MASH character. Mm-hmm. But, like, way too gung-ho and stupid. Yeah. And then have, like, his... Kind of like Houlihan, like whoever, like male or female lackey that just like loves, like loves him. And then, and then you have like the rest of the people who are just kind of there and stuck. Well, I mean, with that, him. That, that's the thing. And like making fun of him and making him look like a fool in front of Picard and Riker. That's essentially The Office. That's the show, The Office. You have like Michael Scott, who's way too into it and gung ho on everything. That's true. And then you have. 
Dwight, who's his lackey, who eats it all up, and then you have everybody else in the office. Except for Frank Burns is kind of a mean-spirited person, where Michael yeah. Scott is not that yeah. at all. But, I mean, oh, that would be a great show. Could Richard Simmons be the boss on The Office? No. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to keep him on track. That's true. Could Dwight be in charge of the Enterprise? <laughs> Dwight would love that. That would be the best. He he would be the, the tight ass who runs a really strict ship and is like, we are on double duty today. And they're like, what? What does that even mean? He's like, that's coming out of your paycheck. We don't get paid. I want a drug test on him. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You pissed hot for blood wine. You're on the job. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, the only drug you should be pumping is Enthusahol. <laughs> Doctor, give me 20 cc's of Enthusahol stat from like from like their medical facility. The person's like, not again. <laughs> I am your commanding officer. You will come up here. You will do as I say. Uh, there would be so many weird... That's the thing, too. You wouldn't be able to interact with people across shift. So, like, all, like, the, the Riker, you know, love language, you know, or love, you know, affair things where he has would be totally for day shift. So you'd have, like... Riker's opposite. There'd be like that one guy who's like way too into everyone on the night shift, just laying down awful things like set phasers to stunning. <laughs> and they're like, we've talked about this. Do we have to watch the HR video again? <laughs> you just transported my heart to another galaxy. <laughs> you can't put him on the shame shift because that's not fair to everybody else. And also, they don't like competition. So, <laughs> on the same shift. <laughs> They're both going for the same girl. That that's an easier solution for instead of uh, Riker, um, Thomas Riker, his clone twin just works night thing. shift. He just, he's just Riker, but works night shift. That'd be so much easier. <laughs> they should just clone the entire crew, and then you have day shift and night shift. Uh, don't you think it would be like kind of a as we've discovered? Like now we're going into a whole nother thing. But as our cloning episodes <laughs> showed. They would know. They wouldn't know. They would th which one was the clone. They would both think they were the real one, and there would end up being a power struggle between the different like crews. <laughs> I mean, there could be, unless you just like make one of your clones all blue, so like there's no way to hide it. <laughs> like they're just obviously the the clone, but they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm the night shift guy. Well, we've already talked about there's no money, so I guess there's no real incentive for them to go anywhere else. Well, and there's also no, like, perk of being on day shift, because there's no difference. There's no difference to you. Except for he's the real captain. Well, yeah. There would be an Aftermath episode after they did have their battle royale, where it was like, cloned wharf, <laughs> uh, give me a tactical or whatever, but it would be because real wharf is dead. <laughs> They have to like mince people in yeah, here right, and there. Right. Both data survived though, and they were getting along great. Natasha <laughs> Yar or uh, Lieutenant Yar is like still around on night shift. She's still but she's alive. in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> her, her clone died. That, that ship is definitely not handicap accessible. 
It does not meet the requirement. I think it is. It has the ramps on the sides of the bridge, even. <laughs> yeah, but there's no hand. Ra- well, I guess there is. There's kind of a handrail. It starts low, though. <laughs> yeah, it's really low. <laughs> like, I just, I can just picture the hijinks of them being like, like somebody's like wheeling themselves and they're like trying to wheel up the side, but they can't quite make it. They roll back into the back of the screen and they're just stuck there during an emergency. I know that handrail is low because Worf has been thrown over it like 90 Multiple times. times. <laughs> that is a signature move. Getting hurt. Yeah. Well, I think that the, I first, I think that it was like one of those cop out things where like, He's really strong, so like most things, like would like he'd be able to fight them off. We need to have him get horribly injured yeah. <laughs> to prove how strong these things really are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think Worf would make a perfect lawyer. Don't you think? He's like all bluster. <laughs> Doesn't oh, yeah, actually yeah. do anything. He's very serious and. I was stoic. confused at first, but no, yeah, he he totally be able to stare you down. <laughs> he just like. No deal. He'd be good in negotiations. For I mean, sure. just stare at you and into your eyes and just look at you. <laughs> they'd be like, God, "What's his name would have given me a better deal?" And they'd be, he would be like, "He would have killed you where you stood." Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that in a court of law. <laughs> Try and stop me, right? <laughs> Man, I think there are just tons of great uh, uh, Star Trek spinoffs. And, and I mean, if you if you just made them like novellas, where they're not designed to be a whole new series or a whole new season, just little shorts. If you were just to give me Star Trek Next Generation Christmas episodes <laughs> until I die, I don't care how bad they get toward the end. Where there's only like five crews still alive. I'd still watch them. <laughs> That's true. I would do. By like 2089, I'm super old. And like the only person who's left alive is like Wesley Crusher. The only character that's left is Will Wheaton. I or just like or just like weird offshoots. Yeah, but Worf where he's like actually a Federation attorney. Like his his career has gone the wrong way. He's a Federation attorney now. He has nothing like it's him in court like it's going terribly. He's threatening people. Like it's like there's like uh like what's the what's that called when there's like scenes of like people doing stuff to music montage, oh, montage. of like him like studying and doing paperwork and like his glasses, <laughs> spectacles he puts on. Yeah, exactly. Dresses up in a nice suit. <laughs> Still has the giant metal uh bandolier. It would be great if it was like it was like court on like a klingon outpost but it's like a like somehow the federation is taken like klingon space has fallen and so the, all the klingons are in the federation now so they're like wearing like human clothes and they're it's a it's a it's a human court but with klingons doing all the roles <laughs> but like maybe he's like got a human defendant and he's like my client isn't capable of that He's clearly too weak and small. Right. <laughs> the jury's like, yes. Yep. I agree. There's no way. <laughs> if you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand. <laughs> or like, uh, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Data is a janitor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's, there's, there's, I don't know, there's just so much potential for things that I mean, they, they explained explain and explored a lot in that show. But I feel like you could still do infinite offshoots and still have to be enjoyable. <laughs> Data retires, goes back, and becomes like a renowned uh, violinist. 
And like the show is just about him being famous, but not understanding society at all. (laughs) (sighs) Or he gets transported back in time for some reason. Mm. They had a lot of time travel ones. That seems to be a common theme in Star Trek. Well, at the beginning of the show, the re-original, I think it's just because they didn't have the budget for anything else. And they're like, we have to just wear your suit in. (laughs) Uh, Will Shatner, just wear your suit in and uh, it'll all work out. Yeah. They didn't have a budget for wardrobe, so they yeah, said right. wear their street clothes. Yeah. And action. I just got here. I'm eating a jelly donut. You're a perfect character. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. In this episode, we travel back to the 1970s, and you have to help a writer who has a writer's block in Hollywood, California. <laughs> like, this seems so poorly done. <laughs> You're just like, what about time travel? Yes, that's a perfect idea. <laughs> All right, I think that's that's about all. Wait, one more, one more. Riker goes back in time to be in. He's like in Las Vegas, and he's like pit boss or something. I don't know. I'd like to see Riker in various situations with gamblers. Well, he was in that one episode. He's trying to pick up women. (laughs) He was in that one episode when they they went to that uh, hibernation chamber, whatever you call it, for that one humanoid astronaut. And oh these yeah, sentient aliens yeah, like created a whole existence based on a book, which yeah, was like a, a poorly written, like, it's like a terrible novel. Yeah, a terrible novel about a uh, a casino, casino and all the drama that happens in it. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty bad episode. It was an awful episode. <laughs> it was terrible. All right, well, we've rambled on for about forty minutes. That's a solid episode. That is quite the episode. <laughs> so if you're still with us, I think now is probably the time to. Uh, to sign off. Yep. Do you have any great ideas on what episodes we could have listed and missed? Go ahead and yeah, give us an email at rickanddafts at gmail.com um, and uh, we will we will read them, possibly yes. on air. And also, uh, tell your friends about this amazing podcast. Yeah. Um, we make threats, but just put our name in it just randomly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, skywriting, anything. This is a great podcast to share with somebody who you know is going to ask you to move. (laughs) That way, if it goes well, well, I mean, you got a good episode. If it goes poorly, hey, no longer have that friend. Also, if you're planning a breakup, yeah, just be like, I'm super into this show now. This is my thing. (laughs) Whoa, this guy's weird. I I have a friend who had never heard it before and listened to it, but he listened to the very first the episode where I read you your own obituary. <laughs> and he said he was horrified and he turned it off. That sounds about right. Um, but then he said he like couldn't help himself, so he started listening again. It's like it's like a bug that gets in your ear. I, I feel like... Like George Costanza. Costanza. I feel like I speak for both of us when I say that we will continue to do this long after our audience has dwindled away. Our shelf life is... Yeah, after our shelf life is come and gone. We're going to be, what's that one guy who did uh, uh, the ball drops at midnight in New York for like a hundred <laughs> years? <laughs> uh, Dick Clark. Yeah, we're going to be the Dick Clark of podcasting. <laughs> for the last two people on earth, this will we'll, still be a podcast we'll still we be have. going, And then we'll be the only listeners and we'll just keep laughing. Yeah. 
We're like, oh, that was a good that episode. That was a good joke, that was Dad. A good, oh, good job. Man. You sexy you. This this will <laughs> this will last the ages. Hopefully aliens <laughs> find us soon. <laughs> We're running low on food. <laughs> aliens come down. Share your culture with us. Like somehow that gets sent up there. They're like, this society doesn't deserve to exist. Blow that place up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and the more I think about it, the best offshoot of Star Trek is just Worf, attorney at law. <laughs> and just all the misunderstandings that would come from him being an attorney, but also a Klingon. <laughs> I said if you were any other man, I would kill you where you stood. I didn't say I would kill you where you stood. I specifically said I wouldn't kill you where you stood. <laughs> Well, join us here next week when we uh, adventure through what the personal private hells would be for each of the Star Trek characters. <laughs> Lieutenant Troy goes to summer camp <laughs> for angsty teenagers. Oh, she'd be picking up all their emotions. It would be very. It would be the worst. Be the she'd worst. hate it. It'd be so bad. It would be. It would be terrible. Stay tuned. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, so this has been the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Daffs. Have a good one.